Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and a very sleepy Jake <laughs> gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my sleepy friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Jake's just returning from his West Coast trip he had last week, so he's a little jet lagged on the East Coast there, <laughs> yeah, the Eastern Time bit. Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, Today is Memorial Day Monday, May 30th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets, where we'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show in extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick, and one pick only on every game that's played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As you go through the plays, remember there are no locks and gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling your wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, last week, it felt just like all the other weeks, right? Some good, some bad, up and down. We just can't quite break out of this cycle. It seems like Saturday was atrocious. Uh, yesterday came back with some picks on the sheet and Twitter to really well four and two on the eight plays uh the the Sunday night game was heartbreaking to lose that under almost had a fantastic day still a positive day yesterday so uh maybe we'll get out of this kind of up and down roller coaster cycle here eventually and hopefully when we do it's on the on the upside uh yeah before we get to today's slate some reminders please hit that like button if you're on YouTube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free in the only way assuming you turn notifications on to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment from you on YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. And I encourage all of you listeners to have multiple sports books in your portfolio. Price shop around. I've got a couple of the books that I recommend that have reduced juice, dime lines for MLB games. Not every book offers those. Links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sports books um jake we've got what 13 games today handful of yeah. day games handful of night games a nice little mix here for our holiday monday yeah it's i lo love day baseball especially on a holiday where you can go sit outside the pool or something like that listen to the yep. game fall asleep wake up and it's still going on it's great <laughs> there you go there you go right you hear a lot of people talk about golf being that way for them on like a sunday afternoon they'll turn the golf on be like it's a perfect thing to nap to i feel like a lot of people say that about baseball too right <laughs> a perfect thing to nap to it is it is kind of my you know, mrs professor talks about this she always jokes about how uh baseball broadcasters they're, they're just telling stories right and yeah. they'll just you know, oh, you know, back in, you know, 1985 when the blah, 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 there's a pitch for a ball and they'll just continue right with their story. You know, it's just, she always talks about it just lulls her to sleep, you know. So, yeah, if if you're looking to catch up on, on your sleep, you know, on this holiday weekend and you get that, or like to, you know, go out to the pool or whatever, listen to the game. So uh, a lot of a lot of fun. Hopefully you can have today if you have the day off. Uh, we're going to start off with one of those afternoon games, 105 Eastern. First pitch, Brewers at the Cubs game one of a doubleheader. Ethan Small versus Matt Swarmer in a warm day in Chicago. It's going to be upper 80s, low 90s by the end of the game. Winds blowing out to left field at 20 miles an hour. The total for this game is 11. And, I mean, 
if you want, you know, fire away, this feels like a game that might have 20 runs in it. With the hot temperature, the ball's going to be flying out of that park today. You should have a lot of fireworks. 11 just a, a little too high for me to make it as my favorite pick. I'm making one pick and one pick only for each game. Uh, so uh, it's my second favorite, but I mean, like I said, there seems like there's going to be a lot of runs in this game. Instead, my favorite pick for this one is Brewers minus 121. I think this is priced short. It's an A-grade pick for me. The model says minus 125, and I think that's a little bit short. I think this number should be closer to the 130s or 140s range. The Brewers have a better offense. They have better relief pitchers, and they have a better starter today. Neither one of these guys has pitched yet in the majors, um, but – Small is a pitcher who projects to be much better based off of his minor league numbers. He's got that prospect pedigree as um, the best arm in the Brewers farm system. Swarmer is not quite that same projection. And so even though neither, even though you might not have heard of either pitcher, um, the Brewers, I believe, have a starting pitcher advantage, again, as well as an advantage on every other aspect of the ball. I know they're on the road, but this is short. There's a couple other games like this today where I'll say, hey, the one team's got an edge in every aspect of the game, and the number's priced in the like minus 150, minus 160 ranges. And this kind of feels like it should be the same thing. It should be at least minus 130, maybe not towards minus 140. Um, I think there's a huge edge here on the Brewers, minus 121. I like this one for them to get the job done in game one. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I love the Brewers here. Uh, small is a lot of fun. The little bit I've watched of him is like minor league highlights. I didn't really know who Schwarmer was before this, so – uh, but also the Brewers offense it has names you recognize where the Cubs are still still looking people up. Uh, I, I really like really like the Brewers here. This should be this, I'm going ahead. I'll probably go heavy on this game. Yep, yep. I, I agree with you. And and you know it, it should be pointed out, right? The Cubs offense they've done well this season, but like you said, that it, you have to be careful overreacting to stats. And, and so it's one of those things where that doesn't mean that the Cubs offense won't be good all season. It just means historically we have enough data to model out and say the best predictor of what's happening going forward, I'm projecting at the player level, is a mix of previous year's data along with this year's data at this point. And like I said, the Cubs don't have a lot of guys you recognize. That's for a reason that, that, that I project them to be not good is that a lot of these guys aren't great hitters. So far they've done well, but it's not something that I project going forward. Um, the Brewers offense, again, can be kind of up and down. I predict it's slightly below average as park neutral, uh, but still way better than the Cubs offense. Yeah. Um, like I said, it should be lots of runs today, but I think the Brewers just having such a big edge everywhere. I think minus 121 is extremely short. Um, both Jake and I are on that one. For game two, just as an FYI, there is no line out as of now. Uh, it will still be warm for game two, but by the end of the game, it'll be more in the low 80s. Still strong winds blowing out to left for both games. That'll be Aaron Ashby versus Drew Smiley. I really like Ashby a lot. You can see that in the sheet with my projection for him. I think he's fantastic uh, versus a Drew Smiley who has been pitched about league average, but his underlying metrics are a little bit worse. Uh, so a similar situation where I think the Brewers will have an edge there. We'll see what the number is there, and I will tweet out a pick on that one later. <laughs> Question for you: What do you think the bullpen like strategy is like with the Brewers and stuff with the with this uh, doubleheader? Do you think like do they pull small early or do you think they let him go and try to eat some innings? I mean, I know it's the Cubs and they're not very good, but it's still a division game. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a, a question about what type of game plays out. If it, I, I don't, I, especially being small, being one of their prospects. And of course, Ashby was their number one pitching prospect before yeah. he got promoted and fully integrated in the team. So both games play similarly with younger guys who aren't probably stretched out to go seven. Um, I think if they can get a big enough lead, they might try to stretch small out. But I think this is a game where it's just a lot of bullpen arms. I think it's going to be, I mean, I, I think almost every pitcher in a Brewers uniform, other than the starters, I think will uh, see them out today. <laughs> so I kind of think that Small's a, a four or five inning guy, then over to the bullpen. The same with Ashby. I think he's kind of four or five innings and over to the bullpen, unless they can get out, you know, eight nothing and then maybe try to stretch him out some. 215 Eastern first pitch Padres at the Cardinals. Nick Martinez versus uh, just a, a, an A grade name in Packy Naughton. Um, <laughs> Warm day in St. Louis will be 85 to start, upper 80s to close. Winds blowing just like yesterday. I tweeted out about this. The reason I didn't like that under in that St. Louis Milwaukee game was this this exact same weather. Warm wind blowing out slash across. I have it out in quotation marks in the sheet for this direction. It's one of those where it's slightly out but slightly across to left field, almost 20 miles an hour. So you know it could push a ball foul, but it could give it a little bit of boost. Uh, to the bats as well. So definitely a little bit of a bump for the hitters. Nick Martinez is a pitcher who projects fairly average, maybe slightly better uh, than that. Packy Naughton, this will be a bullpen game for the Cardinals. He's thrown uh, no more than, I think, two innings in a game all year. He's only thrown nine on the season. I'll turn it over to a Cardinals bullpen that I rate as exactly league average. And it's kind of a similar story, maybe slightly toned down from the first game that we talked about, but it's a similar story in that I think the Padres have the better starting pitcher. They have the better bullpen. The middle innings when it's Martinez versus the Cardinals bullpen, I think the Padres have an edge there as well. Offensively, these two teams are uh, right about the same. And just by the eye test, I think that kind of aligns as well. Um but Padres minus 101, I think it's just a lot of disrespect. It's an A pick for me on San Diego. I think they have enough of an edge pitching and then balancing out on the offense that this should be into the minus 110s, maybe even up to minus 120. That's kind of where I would hold the line there. I wouldn't want to play anything bigger than that. Models is minus 107. Um, but like I said, I think in the one teens makes a lot more sense for this number. So at even money, basically, I think there's a ton of value. I love the Padres. A grade pick for me. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I was very surprised when I saw the line this morning. Anything below minus one ten, I, I kind of thought that's it'd be minus one ten to one twenty, kind of like where you were saying. Yep. So I'm I'm all over the Padres here. I don't I don't quite understand what's happening with that with that line, I, especially with the bullpen game and the way the Cardinals bullpens have been. Uh, and the Padres always have that great offense; they can really put it on somebody when they want to. So this will be. I'm very confused. I like the Padres here. Yep, yep, yeah. Just a confusing number. Um, and maybe it'll go out that way later in the day. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Um, but I, I love this number here at minus 101. Jake and I are both on the Padres. 405 Eastern first pitch. Giants at the Phillies. Logan Webb versus Kyle Gibson. Warm day in Philadelphia. Mid to upper 80s to start. Mid 80s to close. Winds blowing out to right field or right center later in the game. Around 10 miles an hour. So not as much of a hitting offense as we see in Chicago, but uh, a warm, slightly warm day with some wind blowing out. That should help the bats as well. Logan Webb, uh, 
fantastic pitcher, of course. Good numbers on the season. His advanced metrics a little bit better. Um, projects pretty good going forward. Kyle Gibson, kind of similar story. His advanced metrics this year are better than they've been in years past. So his projection continues to improve in the model's eyes. Phillies last night, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you just laugh at that, right? Um, coming back to take the lead and then blow it. I assume Knable will be unavailable today. And that actually plays a part in this handicap. I still project the Phillies bullpen to be fairly good. It hasn't been right now. Some of you out there are saying the Phillies bullpen is a mess right now. And I, and I don't disagree right now. It's very concerning with how the Phillies bullpen has looked. And like I said, the but the, the bigger thing to me is less about that because bullpens can be so fickle and can turn it around so quickly because one or two bad pitches really throws things out of whack. But the biggest thing is if Knable's not available, he is their best reliever. And I assume after pitching two, you know, two separate innings last night, I assume he's not. The Phillies also traveled last night. We'll talk about the Sunday night baseball curse a little bit. Um not that they traveled a long distance, but I mean, they were traveling until two in the morning last night. Um, the Giants, on the other hand, playing that, you know, 5 a.m. game or whatever it was on Peacock, got to Philadelphia. They probably got to Philadelphia in their hotel room, you know, long before the Phillies <laughs> even started, right? So I, a situation where I think that the Giants have a bit of an edge here with regards to the travel situation. I'm on the Giants minus 109. I'm giving it a B pick, only a B pick, because I, I just continue to zig and zag with the Giants. I feel like I'm getting a better handle on them. This last series, the model had a Reds edge three times, and had I taken it three times, it would have won two out of three. I've been saying, hey, the Giants are actually much more of an over team than we realize. I zigged and zagged and didn't take the over when I should have, took a team total or took the whatever, took a team total when I should have taken the game or whatever. I can't remember how it played out. I'm just zigging and zagging on them, but I'm, I'm starting to figure out the Giants, but I'm just a little bit nervous because I still, they are by far my worst team. So I can't make it an A pick, only a B pick on the Giants. I like Logan Webb. I think the Giants haven't lost a start that he's pitched since sometime around when the dinosaurs were on the earth. It's been that long. I think it's actually been, I think it's been maybe, maybe all last year. They might not have lost a single start he had, or if it was, it was early in the season. It was a long time. Yeah, it's it's been, it feels like over a year. Yeah, it's been a long, long time. Um, like I said, the travel edge, I think, uh, helps the Giants out here. Model says minus 110 on the Giants. It's not – I don't have a variable that specifically uh, handicaps the Sunday night baseball situation. So just mentally, I'm bumping that up a little bit. I think this number should be more like minus 115. I like the Giants minus 109. I think there's some value on it. Be great pick for me, Jake. What do you think? I'm actually staying away from this game. I, I'm having a hard time with Gibson. I, I didn't think he was going to be this good. He's been playing very well. Of course, Logan Webb is incredible. So, and the Phillies offense and the Giants offense both can just either blow blow you out or just totally disappear. Or disappear, yeah. 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 And so I'm just I, – I don't know what I'm really going to do here, so I'm going to keep my money in my pocket. Never, never a bad idea. A 407 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the A's. Fromber Valdez versus Paul Blackburn. Now, for me, talk, we've been getting a lot of good Fromber this year. As an Astros fan, that's been exciting. Um, Blackburn, a pitcher who's fantastic results this year. Solid underlying metrics, too. Um, it's not completely a fluke. Now, I don't think he'll hold his 170 ERA all season. Of course, the advanced metrics disagree with that, and I think kind of common sense does as well, too. 
Um, but his projection keeps getting better and better. His projection was worse than league average, you know, maybe about a month ago or so. And now it's trending and getting to right around league average. And the projection is meant to be fairly slow moving. It doesn't want to overreact. But I mean, the underlying metrics are solid. And so I might be selling him a little bit short. I think that's or, or the model might be. That's not crazy to think about. Uh, nice day in Oakland, around 70 degrees all game, about a 10-mile-an-hour wind blowing out to center, so a little bit of a boost to the bats on the wind, not really on the temperature in a pitcher's park. It probably makes Oakland play still slightly pitcher-friendly, but maybe not quite as pitcher-friendly as usual. Right now, I'm staying away from the side. I don't personally think there's an edge either way. Both of these pitchers have been pretty solid, and so I'm going to go under seven at even money with a B pick. I like the even money aspect of this. That's kind of what gets it to a B pick. If you're having to lay something greater than minus 110, I, I like that a lot less. Um, so at even money under seven is a B pick. I like both these pitchers. The Astros' bats have tended to struggle more so going to Oakland. A lot of teams do because of how big that park is. So I think that'll be a low-scoring game. That's my favorite pick there is under seven B pick for me, Jake. What are you doing with this one? Like I'm all over the A's here. Blackburn, when Blackburn pitches, the A's are just on it. He's eight and one in his nine starts. Or he's not, but the team the is. Team is. Uh, and the one loss came in extra innings. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna ride him. Like apparently they they really like Blackburn. And I mean he's pitching great and they just show up for him. So I'm I'm gonna ride this. I think the under is a great play with how these guys are pitching, but I'm, I'm just going to ride this wave they've got going with Blackburn and wins. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. The number right now is Oakland plus 157, so that's the number that you are getting officially. And it's not a bad idea. The model doesn't really like that, but if it is a low-scoring type game, I always say if it's a low-scoring type game, you can be in it. Something like a plus 157 makes a lot of sense. I talked about this on Saturday with the Diamondbacks, and it was that same situation. I got plus, like plus 170 or something like that on, on Arizona. They lost three to two. And I'm like, hey, if I'm playing one-run games at these type of odds every day, we're going to get enough of those that it's going to be profitable. So a plus 157 on the athletics makes a lot of sense. It, 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 like I said, me personally on the side, I, I, I'm comfortable fading the Astros. Some of you are newer here. Um, I faded the Astros in game six of the World Series last year. So I, I, And I was at the game. So I, I have no problem fading the Astros if it's the right spot. I don't really want to go against Fromber, but I don't really want to go against Blackbird either. So I'm personally just staying away. But like I said, I, I don't think – I think taking the A's at those odds, I think makes a lot of sense. If it does play out to be a low score game, like we think it is, anything can happen in those type of games if it's too, too late. 14 Easter first pitch Marlins at the Rockies. Pablo Lopez, a pitcher I have loved to back this year versus Ryan Feltner. Uh, Feltner has only pitched in 10 innings this year. Not a great ERA, but underlying metric solid. Take that for what it's worth. It's 10 innings. Projects to be right around league average. It'll be a chillier day in Coors, upper, mid, up, mid to upper 60s. Wind's blowing across to right field, so it'll be if you're if you're going to the game, it might feel a little chillier with that with that wind, uh, you know, up towards 20 miles an hour, but across, so not going to help or hurt pitchers or hitters with regards to that. Now we're to late May. We're almost to June. We're getting to the point where we're going to start seeing those 15 and 20 run games in Coors. That's going to be when the weather starts warming up a little bit. Today being in the mid to low 60s, I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring than usual. So I'm going to go under 10. It's plus 105 with a B pick. I think this number is just a tad high 
especially with respect to the odds. I think at under 10, I think I should be having to pay more like minus 110, minus 115. I think at this uh, plus odds makes a lot of sense. If you have multiple options, I'd rather take under 10 at plus odds rather than under 10 and a half at minus odds because anything can happen in course. So I just really want the best odds possible. But I really like Pablo Lopez. Feltner, I don't think is necessarily great, but I don't trust the Marlins offense. I just think 10's a little bit too high. You can always look like a fool taking it under in Coors, but you know, there's they, they put the number out there for a reason. We don't get the same number in Coors as we do in, you know, in San Diego and San Francisco and those places. So I'm going under 10 mainly because I just love this plus 105 here. B pick for me. I love Pablo Lopez. I think Feltner can at least keep the Marlins offense at bay to make this a six to three type game where we can get out alive, kind of a hold your breath game anytime we're taking under in Coors. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think Pablo's good enough to keep him way down. Um, and, the, and the offense for Marlins offense isn't like that wild, like incredible that they're going to cover the 10 runs by themselves or anything. And Feldner just can just keep it normal. I, th- I think we walk to the <laughs> walk to the cashier with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seven tennis in first pitch nationals at the Mets, Eric Fetty versus David Peterson. Nice day in New York, uh, upper seventies to start mid seventies to close winds blowing out to left or left center at around 10 miles an hour. Um, model thinks the Mets should be minus 181. That's partially due to the edge that the Mets have. All across the board, including being at home, they have an edge with a starting pitcher and that Peterson's better than Fetty, both at how they performed this year, both in their underlying metrics this year and the projection that I have them going forward. The Mets bullpen is better than the Nationals bullpen. The Mets offense is better than the Nationals offense. And I'm not really sure any of those are small edges. They're all fairly large edges. And that's, of course, why the model thinks the Mets win uh 64 64 and a half percent of the time if they keep if they were to play this a bunch i'm taking the mets minus 180 it's only a b pick i don't think there's a huge edge here but i think the mets are the side i want to be on i don't like the price only a b pick um i looked at one line i looked at some of the team totals just nothing jumps out at me i think i'm just going to keep it simple lay it with the mets I don't mind taking dogs if the opportunity is right, but in this case, I think the Mets are the side that you want to be on. Not one I love, but one I like. Be pick for me on the Mets. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to take the Mets. I'm not super excited about it just because of the price, but you know, sometimes those big favorites, you know, they they at least win win for you most of the time and puts a little more money in your pocket. Uh, I was I was happy to see it was under minus 200. I kind of expected it up there with the way the Nationals are playing. Yep, but the Mets are a very, very good team, and it's a Braves fan that really hurts to say. But <laughs> it's going to be a hard catching them the way they're playing right now. Yep, and, and and the way the Mets are playing too. Like you said, with the way both these teams are playing, you know, the Nationals seem to only be able to win against the teams like the Rockies at home, right? That's not really saying much, especially given we talked about the Rockies' huge home road splits uh, in, in episodes past. It's a situation where I'm like you. I kind of expected this to be around 200, and that's why I'm good enough to give it a B pick. Um, if it gets up to that minus 200, it's really tough to – it's a really tough ask at that point. But at minus 180, it's like, okay, I can do that. You know, I can roll with that. But it's it's not something I really like. But, yeah, given how good the Mets have played, 
you know, again, a, a better starting pitcher. It, it felt like this number was going to be higher. So kind of like thankfully got in at a, at a decent number here. 17 Eastern first pitch Orioles at the Red Sox. Tyler Wells versus Rich Hill will be in the mid 80s to start in Boston, low 80s to close. Winds blowing out to right center or center field at about 10 miles an hour. Lots of windy days wind blowing out today across the country. The model thinks the Red Sox should be favored at minus 182. And so that would indicate a huge edge on the Red Sox. I don't think it's a crazy play at minus 163. I looked at Red Sox run line. It's like plus 105-ish. I don't think that's a crazy play either. I'm instead going to go with Red Sox over five and a half team total at plus 104. For the most part, this Red Sox offense has been unstoppable of late. Tyler Wells, not a great pitcher, one that projects slightly worse than he's looked, and he hasn't been great. I think the Red Sox score with the wind blowing out in a massive hitter's park in Fenway and a, and a slightly warmer day. I think the Red Sox score plenty of runs. Rich Hill is an interesting guy to talk about who's, you know, pitching at this point of his career like you would expect a guy who's older and that he's been inconsistent. When he's on, he's great. When he's not, it's going to lead to a bullpen game. So I like the Red Sox team total over because I think there's a much better than 50-50 chance they can get to six. And then if so, we've got the money in our pocket. We don't have to worry about it. If Rich Hill can hold the Orioles down, if you buy into Rich Hill, um, again, he projects worse than his ERA has been this season. It's tough to project an older pitcher because, again, we just don't have a ton of data on this. So it's like, yeah, he projects a little bit worse. His underlying metrics aren't great, but we're at the end of the distribution here. So I, I don't have a lot of faith in that projection. If you think that Rich Hill can go out and have a good day, I love the run line here. Money line is still short as well at minus 163. Um, but I'm just going to isolate, say the Red Sox bats have been mostly pretty good. They can beat up on Tyler Wells and a bad Orioles bullpen, one that's pitched okay this year. But again, it's a small sample size, one that in general I don't think is as good as their numbers. I think the Red Sox score plenty over five and a half at plus 104, a pick for me there. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of staying away from this one. I, I don't trust Rich Hill to be good good enough to hold the Orioles down. And the Orioles have surprised me a few times. They've played well against the, especially against the Yankees for some reason, and the Red Sox. Yeah, <laughs> nobody else seems to get the Yankees, but the Orioles got them. Um, so it's been they're just show up when I don't want them to and disappear when I need them. So I'm I'm going to stay away from this one and just hope <laughs> hope your team total cashes for you. But I'm going to not pay attention to this game really. And and I think and you make a great point. That's a part of again, the reason why I went with the team totals. I, I just. Just a little nervous with Rochelle. Again, if he shows up and he's got that curveball working, the Red Sox win this one handily. You just don't really. I'm just. I just don't know. And so it's one where I, I like the Red Sox. I'll trust the model. Uh, but again, I'm making one pick. My favorite player is the team total, just because there's that little bit of uncertainty there. A little bit of uncertainty with, you know, the Orioles coming back and winning on uh, whatever that was Friday night. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. In wild fashion, the Red Sox bullpen not being great. It's kind of like, you know what? I just, I won't have to worry about it. If I just isolate, I think the Red Sox can score. Yeah. And then I don't have to worry about how many the Orioles score. Maybe the Orioles score 10. Maybe they score two. I don't know. And I don't have to care. I just got to get the Red Sox to score. 805 Eastern first pitch, Rays at the Rangers. Drew Rasmussen, a pitcher y'all know I've loved to back versus Glenn Otto. 
it'll either be an open roof and a nice day here in Arlington. I would hope it's not open because it's getting hot here in Texas. So I'm hoping that's a closed roof. Um, Otto is a pitcher who has been below average with his results. Projects a little bit better, but still not great. Still below average. Uh, Rasmussen does not project as well as his ERA looks this year, but his underlying metrics are fantastic. So he's a pitcher that, again, I think the model's just maybe even under projecting a little bit. Model says raise minus 144. Like I said, I think that's under projecting Rasmussen still. I think this number should be more like 150. So I'm taking the raise minus 143. Only a B pick. I just don't love the number. If it's under minus 140, especially if it gets down to minus 135, that's an A pick. I saw some of those numbers earlier this morning. They've already disappeared as of now. Who knows where they'll go later? So if it drops back down and that was kind of a false move or something like that, I, I always say this, and I just want to make sure people hear this in case you have it. When the number moves, I don't change my handicap whatsoever. I'm not concerned about it. If the number gets better for us, I'm not saying, oh, we've lost. I'm saying, great, that's a better number. I like it even more. I trust the number that I'm coming up with. The difference that, of course, is if there's a starting pitcher change, if we find out that a huge, you know, great hitter is not playing, an injury, th those type of things aside, right? If it's just line movement, that doesn't bother me whatsoever. So if this number drops into the minus 130s, I still love Tampa a lot, and I would be heavily invested in it. At minus 143, only a B pick. I just wish it was a better number, but I think it's the right side. It's a huge starting pitcher mismatch here in Tampa's favor. Tampa's got a better offense. They've got better relievers. I think this number should be higher. I love the race here at minus 143. I just can't invest that third unit because the number is just a little bit too high for me. It's kind of like a B-plus pick. And Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you with the Rays here. They they are the better team all around. I think at every every spot you can think of, from hitters to pitch starters to bullpen to manager, everything. <laughs> but I, like, and I wanted the number to be lower. I'm playing it, but if I see that things start to drop, I'm probably unless there's some crazy news that comes out, I'm, I'm probably just going to keep re-upping my investment uh, on it just so that because I really think the Rays are coming through on this one. Yeah, right I agree. It's yep. just a light play, but if I, especially if I start seeing the 130s and maybe if I get, we get lucky down the 120s, something something fun, I'll be re-upping my investment <laughs> pretty good. Hey, we can always hope. I, I tweeted about this yesterday. The Blue Jays uh, kept you know, got up to plus 141. It was like that was just insane. It's, it's like, what you, like you said, like the number keeps moving. You, you don't you know quadruple your investment unless you love it, but you know you put an extra half unit, put an extra half yeah. unit, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. And just, hey, I keep liking these odds. I don't see anything that's changing. Uh, same situation. We can always hope for something similar where the Rays drop to a price like minus 120. You could take advantage of that. I did look at run line on this one. The Rays run line is like plus 115-ish, I think. That also makes a lot of sense because I, I really see this being a like 5-2 Tampa win. Um, and a plus odds makes a lot of sense. So I looked at that. I think money line's just a better play in case it's more of a 2-1 to one type game. Um, so I'm going money line, but one line I looked at as well. Also looked at Rangers team total under three and a half. Those are other picks that I liked. I just don't think they're going to score off Rasmussen. I assume he can give us seven strong innings and we can get to the window pretty easily there with Tampa. 18 Eastern first pitch Braves at the Diamondbacks. Spencer Strider, a pitcher I mentioned recently here as a guy who's been stretched out, usually would go about three innings or so. Uh, getting the ball here to start this one. Uh, projects very well, has done very well this season. Underlying metrics, very good. Absolutely a prospect who's pitched fantastic and I think is going to continue that um, going forward versus that gal and a pitcher you all know we've talked about 
also a fantastic season. Underlying metrics, uh, not as good as those numbers, but still very good. Projects very good. Um, I mentioned this on a previous show, just to reiterate. Right now, I project Spencer Strider better than Zach Gallen. There's a lot of error bars on those projections, right? It's one of those where like the upper bound of where I project Strider is much higher than the upper bound for Gallon. So don't look at that and just say like, I'm not saying I think Strider, the models that saying Strider is a better pitcher than Gallon. It's just saying his projection, his underlying metrics project forward on a per inning, that's a key per inning basis, because I think Gallon will go deeper into the game than Strider, on a per inning basis project better, but I'm not displaying the error bars there I don't know how much information to give y'all. I've got it all, but at some point it just becomes like over overload of information, right? Strider, again, a, a huge um, width of, of possibilities given him being a prospect, right? So it's not so much I'm saying I think he's better than Gallon. I'm just saying he projects on a per inning basis right now. The point estimate is for him to be a little bit better. Obviously, I, I think Gallon's a fantastic pitcher. Both have looked great this year. That's why I'm taking the under eight and a half. It's an A pick for me. We've been kind of riding these Braves unders lately, and for the most part, they've been working pretty well. The Diamondbacks, when I pick them or fade them, I just zig and zag the wrong way every time, but we're still profitable in these Diamondbacks unders, whether it's team totals or games. It's the one spot that I've been able to kind of nail pretty accurately. A pick for me on this under eight and a half. I think it's going to be a tight, low-scoring game. I don't really want to touch either side because I don't know what's going to happen there but i see this being a 2-2-3-2 game late and then we just got to hold our breath and make sure that relievers don't do anything too crazy under eight and a half is a steal a pick for me i think this number should be eight maybe even seven and a half i think this number is way too high with these starting pitchers and the diamondbacks offense still being below average as much as they've looked respectable the last month they still aren't that good jake what do you think yeah i'm, I'm staying away from this one just like I love Strider, but he's not started a game, and that's just a different, different feel to it. Like than coming in and be able to see what hitters are doing, like in the bullpen and whatever. Because he's great, he's great, he's done great. I love him, and I love Gallon too. So I'm staying away from this. The under is probably a good play. I, I think the Braves win. The Braves offense is just a little bit better yeah, um, sure. than the Diamondbacks, but I'm not. I'm not making a play one way or the other on this. I'm gonna sit back and watch. And hopefully Strider does something crazy. Was a no hitter or something, just that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're gonna let him go nine. Maybe, maybe a team no hitter, right? Um, and you make a good point about starting, and I think that's one that if they were playing a better offense, I think I would be a little bit more concerned about because part of the issue about starting is part of it's the nerves, the adrenaline, which we don't know how he'll handle, right? Some people at this level handle it really well, so you just don't know about that. But part of it is the fact that it's the only inning where you're guaranteed to face the other team's best hitters all in a row, every other inning, you might get one of those innings, but you might not. And if so, you never know when it's going to happen, right? But you might end up with an 8 nine, one, two inning where it's like you faced a couple of good hitters, but a couple of bad hitters. You'll start off with the three-hole where you got some good hitters, but by the end of it, they're a little weaker, right? First inning is the only one where you're guaranteed to get their best shot. Um, the issue is the Diamondbacks' best shot, like, isn't that great. So it's like I feel a little better about it. But I'm totally with you. You know, if he was starting this first inning against – you know, an offense like the Phillies, an offense like the Mets, right? One of those things, it's like, ooh, that might be rough. You know, he hasn't done that before. It's a you know, a little adrenaline. He gives up a couple hits. Who knows how it will go? He's a young guy. You know, may give up three, four runs right off the bat. But I'm like, I've, I don't think it'll matter with the Diamondbacks. You know, you've got a couple of decent hitters. There. Varsho, who's been one of their better hitters, wow. hasn't hasn't played in a few days because of a shoulder injury. And so if, if he's out, it's like Smith and Marte are like the only two hitters that I can think of who 
scare me at all at the maybe, top of that lineup. Maybe Walker. Maybe Walker. Yeah, maybe. It's it's just it's not. It's like it's like and those guys honestly feel like they should be complementary pieces to some yeah. other big bats if you had a good offense. So um yeah. I'm going under. Jake, you said you kind of like it, but you're staying away um yeah. in that one. Which takes us to extra innings, 110 Eastern, first pitch, twins at the Tigers, Dylan Bundy versus Bo Brisky. I've wanted to like Bundy this year. I really have. His underlying metrics, not bad, but his results just aren't there. Projects to not really be there. Versus Brisky, who's been literally nothing special, projects to be well below average. Um, a warm day in Detroit, mid-upper 80s, but winds blowing in from right field. Detroit's oriented a little bit different than most parks up in the north and the midwest. Winds blowing in from right field at 10 to 15 miles an hour. So it's one where... If it wasn't so warm and the starting pitchers weren't so bad, I'd love this under. But I, I can't really do an under with these pitchers. If we didn't have the winds blowing in, I'd go over and just say, these pitchers aren't good, it's a warm day. But the wind blowing in, I'm staying away from the total. I'm taking Tigers plus 150 as a lean. The model thinks Twins minus 139. It is a situation where the Twins are the um, – Better offense, better reliever, and better starter. But it's kind of, as I mentioned in that first game with the Brewers, I think these games are pretty similar. It's just that in one game, I'm getting plus 150 with the dog, and the other one, I'm only having to lay minus 120. But I don't I don't see how this Brewers, the Brewers-Cubs game one is very different from Twins-Tigers. It's like the road team's better in every aspect, so why are they priced so different? I think the Tigers, as a dog at plus 150, is a value play, but I just can't be over-invested backing Bo Brisky. He's just not very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you summed up Dylan Bundy's whole career there. Like, I want him to be a good one, and just you can't get it done. Yeah, he'll make you a believer, and then all of a sudden he'll have like five outings in a row where you're like, what is this guy doing? And then he'll start pitching you well. It's just, yeah, I just I can't quite get there with him. Yeah. As much as I want to. Uh, 16 Eastern first pitch Royals at the Guardians. A very similar story. John Heasley for the Royals versus Zach Plesak. Heasley has been bad in his three starts. His advanced metrics are really bad. He's a pitcher that I've faded in some form or fashion all three times. Versus Zach Plesak, who's had a rough year and doesn't project to be much better than that. So it's a very similar story to that previous game. Difference here is that the winds are blowing out to center field at about 10 miles an hour. Warm day in Cleveland. We're going to start off at 90 degrees, close in the mid-upper 80s. Totals nine and a half. If it wasn't for the fact that this year the ball has been mostly dead, we've seen more pitchers keep talking about misshapen balls, damp balls, about what the humidor thing. They just haven't figured out how to store them correctly. And because of that, I just can't quite go over nine and a half, but the situation with these pitchers and this weather is strong over. So I don't think over nine and a half is a bad play. I just, I'm a little bit nervous with the, the ball being mostly dead in most parks this year. It's just, I just can't quite get their number so high at nine and a half. Nine, I could go over nine, nine and a half. It's just a little too tall for me. Just like last game though, Guardians have an edge just about everywhere, but their edge in the starting pitcher, as bad as Heasley is, is not that big with Plesak. So I'll take the Royals plus 148 with a C pick. I, I, I guess it's similar to other games. I just think there's a little bit of value on the Royals, but why cannot get too invested on John Heasley? Yeah, this, this one's tough. I don't like either pitcher. Both offenses are eh. So it's just not... Just don't bother watching this one. It's bad baseball. Bad, yeah, very bad baseball. And our last game here, 10-10 Eastern first pitch. Pirates at the Dodgers. 
Zach Thompson versus Walker Bueller. Uh, chilly night in LA. We're going to be in the mid 60s to start, low 60s to finish. A slight breeze, about five miles an hour out to right center. Model says Dodgers win this 75% of the time. I can't find an edge anywhere in this game. The total is eight. Part of me wants to say over because the Pirates are involved. Their bullpen's bad. This could be a runaway game. Um, but that part, the ball doesn't tend to fly there as much at night. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this game. I'm going first five over four and a half as a C pick. Like I said, I really can't find anything on this game that I'm confident in. But I think at least if we isolate the first five, it's warmer to start. The wind's blowing a little bit stronger to start. I don't want to be full game over just because as it gets later on, I think the ball will carry less. So I'm just hoping for some runs early. Um, the Dodgers bats can definitely do it. Zach Thompson projects to be below average. So maybe they can get, you know, four runs in the first five innings. And then I just got to get the pirates to get one to get me to four to one at the fifth. Yeah. This is one of the ones that I don't have any like actual stats or anything to back up. I'm not, I'm not playing it. So I'm not recommending that. I just recommend kind of keep an eye on it. Cause pirates have been surprising this year. They just show up random times and random. Yeah. And I think tonight might be one of those ones where Walker they get to Walker Bueller, they're extra motivated or something, being at home. Could be fun. I, I don't know. Keep an eye on it. It could get it also could be a runaway game where it's a waste of time to watch after the third inning. Yeah, yeah, definitely could be. And the, the you talk about the Pirates this weekend against the Padres, uh hung in there and could have won the first game, won the second game hung in there and could have won the third game, lost it in extra innings and a walk-off. So, I mean, Pirates could have won all three games in San Diego. Um, I'm not sure that's indicative of their true talent level. But like you said, they sometimes surprise. I, I really looked at that angle. I really thought, you know, like, plus 275, like, it's maybe not a crazy flyer to be like. It's probably a waste of money, but, like, if they hang in there, it might be a fun play. I just can't get there with this pitching match of Bueller versus Thompson in, in LA. I just, I, I just, I kind of want like plus if I get to like plus three twenty five, three fifty, maybe. But what what time is this game? I can't, I can't remember. It's late, late one, ten ten Eastern. Yeah, so you know, if those first few games go well for you, maybe I don't know. Throw throw a half unit, maybe a unit on them, just see what happens. See if your luck continues. Like that way, you're just playing with winnings and not. Not your investment money. There you go. There you go. Not a bad idea. All right. A recap on my Apex Brewers at the Cubs game one. I've got Brewers minus 121. Padres at the Cardinals. Padres minus 101. Orioles at the Red Sox. I'm taking the Red Sox team total over five and a half at plus 104. And the Braves and the Diamondbacks. I'm going under eight and a half at normal juice minus 110. Jake, any parting words? If you can get it, keep riding these balls, man. They don't. If you can find a place to host the game, especially now that we're getting into the NCAA tournament, they are running away with everything. Yeah, and did I, I just have to point out in case anyone missed it, the Pac-12 tournament had a game oh that had a walk-off, twenty-five to twenty-two. So I mean, college baseball can get really wild and fun <laughs> if, uh, if you want to start peeking into that here as we get into the uh, national tournament. All right, and that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>